0: Looking at,
1: looking at, looking at me Look at that, look at how they're looking at me Eyes all sticking like honey on peace yeah, Look at
2: that, uh, look at how uh, they're looking at me DC chilling, PG chilling My name Wale and I came to get it Came to
3: get it, came to get
2: it My... What's going on everyone? I'm Sean
3: I'm Diana
2: and We have two very special guests with us today uh, Catherine and Rachel of B Great DC um mm-hmm. Rachel how y'all
1: doing I'm doing great doing pretty
3: well thank it's you fast. guys thank you guys for joining us of like to have two very very um driven women joining us today at the end of Women's History Month mm-hmm. so we definitely saved this podcast for you mm-hmm. guys um Sean definitely mentioned a bit about um your organization but I don't know if you guys want to delve into like what it is and what you guys do and then just give us a little bit of background on how it started
1: sure um I can kind of take the how it started. So our organization is called Be Great DC. So Be Great DC is a local nonprofit. We have three primary pillars that we focus all of our service programs around. Um, That is community engagement, health and wellness and youth education. So we do a bunch of different uh, community service drives and initiatives throughout the city. We do our go groceries drive where we pass out free groceries to communities in need every quarter. Um, Similarly, we do our Essentials Drive where we package um, toiletry essentials and pass those out to 10 communities and homeless shelters. We do an annual Laptops and Hotspots Drive where we uh, give laptops to students in need, primarily in wards 7 and 8. Um, And then we also, at at the end of the year, we cap the year off with our Toy and Luggage Drive in partnership with the National Center for Children and Families. And all of our donations and proceeds from that event um are donated to foster care youth who are transitioning between homes so the toys are obviously for the holidays here and the luggage is to help those that don't have things to carry all their stuff in when they're going from home to home um so those are some of the primary programs
3: that's a <laughs> how that Thanks. So, <laughs> when did you guys decide that you wanted to start this organization? I mean, you guys are friends, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you're on top of that, you're doing an organization together. You're going to mm-hmm. be co-partners, co-co-leads, co-founders. Mm-hmm. So, just explain to me like how it started. Mm-hmm. When you guys decided you wanted to participate in this, whether this is more of like a DC-based thing or you want to expand to other cities, mm-hmm. just a little bit about the, like the initial startup of this organization.
0: Mm-hmm. So I can dive in, and then I'll let Rachel talk about the vision for the future, but um, the organization kind of started on accident. Um, Rachel was having friends in the DC area and a little bit of background, we're from the DMV area. So we've been here all of our lives, um, but a lot of friends in adulthood were transplants and new to the area and wanting to find things to do and figure out ways to get back. And um, Rachel, would go to Google and would encourage people to go to Google, but people didn't do that. So <laughs> she decided That's that funny. she wanted to host a volunteer drive, or not drive, but... um, The volunteer fair. Fair, yeah. yes, fair. <laughs> um, similar to a college fair, yeah. where um, organizations come and set up tables and, like, say what they're doing and how they're looking for volunteers and things like that. And so that event was in July 2017. Mm-hmm. Um and then people just kinda kept looking like, Okay, so what's next? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Okay, I guess we can put something together. <laughs> and what we put together was an organization. Um, and we're actually coming up on our fifth anniversary yeah, in August. This year. So Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. you. That's how things got started. Um, but as to the vision,
1: you wanna take that? Sure. Um so you can tell us
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're professionals
1: <laughs> i mean Kevin and i are in meetings together all the time and we've been in meetings mm-hmm. together well one we have been best friends since like high school since we were 15. um so there's that and then we just have a lot of meetings and people underestimate the amount of planning and organization that goes into what they see mm-hmm. on the internet so we have a couple of different committees we have the membership committee we have the fundraising committee we have the communications committee we have the events committee um those are four monthly meetings then we have a quarterly finance meeting we have a quarterly board meeting and then we have a monthly leadership team meeting so we are just in meetings all the time in addition to doing the actual work in the community um so we have to piggyback off each other a lot (laughs) (laughs) um but in terms of the vision for the organization about a year or two ago, we kind of transitioned our strategy to focusing on really kind of boosting our uh, recurring programming. So the drive that I told you about um, for the groceries and for the essentials, the toy drive that used to just be a happy hour and is now a gala. um, We're really trying to invest all of our energy into building those programs up um, because we realized in well, part of that is because we realized in the grant process, um, foundations and organizations and businesses really want the data and stats around the work that you're doing. And so when you're doing something repetitively and recurring, um, it helps you collect that data and also just helps to paint the picture of where uh, the investment for the grant is going to go. So we want to continue building out these programs. We want to be able to service more and more people in the community. Um, we want to have more and more partnerships in schools. Uh, We also have a Black Women Yoga 2 series that we're working on elevating and expanding. Uh, Shout out to Stefan, our yoga instructor. Um, We're looking to bring that to some schools. And so continuing to build on what we have in DC. And then once we feel like we have enough of a solid foundation there, we definitely want to take that template and then move that to other cities and do some similar programming in other areas. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> thank you <laughs>
3: I will say it's definitely hard to see a lot it's hard to find rather I should say a lot of organizations where there's young black women at mm-hmm. the forefront of them so I think that's really inspiring and also you guys mentioned that you're both from the DMV area mm-hmm. um, but do you focus a lot of the work that you do in the DC like set city gov- like city I guess parameters or yeah. is it really anywhere in the DMV that you're partnering with others to to give back
1: mm-hmm. so we're primarily in DC proper uh, I don't have a car. I haven't had a car in a year. So for me, it's just easier. Um, I would love to be able to expand to some areas in Northern Virginia. So that's part of the future vision as well. And then some of our partners sometimes have headquarters or locations in Maryland. Um, actually, the National Center for Children and Families, they're based in Maryland now. So okay. we do kind of have a little bit of a reach in surrounding areas. But for the most part, uh, we're in, in the city. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: And I also have a question, obviously, because I cannot imagine what it takes. Like, you talked about all the, com- like, you have a membership committee, um, and you talked about, like, the gala that you guys do. Mm-hmm. Was, first of all, I attended the December gala. Was that an inaugural yes. gala? Was yeah, that- it was. Okay, well, it was lovely. I will say, <laughs> for those of you who are listening, it was a great gala. Uh, good food, people came and donated, whether yeah. it was money or toys or mm-hmm. luggage. Um, it was in the Christmas season, so, of course, it was geared towards, like, gifts for children, which I thought was really good. Um, but I know it takes a lot behind the scenes to get something like that going. So besides you guys, how big is the team that you work with in the, with this organization? And, like, I guess what are, I think maybe I would say, like, the hardest challenges that you've faced since you started this five years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yes. a second question. Go
2: ahead. So. got <laughs> <laughs> Some, some very good questions
3: insightful we want to know The people want to know
1: <laughs> they, they are, are
0: um so funny that you asked so when when we started um i want to say our first like the interest meeting that rachel hosted was like january or february 2018. um and so we started with a seven member board so like board of directors Um, And these
3: were people you guys knew. Like, these were your mm -hmm, friends, mm -hmm. similar, like-minded, young, Black professionals in the city. Mm -hmm, Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: And I I will say, though, before we had the leadership team, um, like, when it was just me kind of doing the volunteer fair, I purposely Oh, yeah. I didn't ask anybody to be on a leadership team like I didn't even ask captain directly when I was looking for like my VP and the comms director and all of that because I didn't want my friends to feel obligated to, to commit to that level just because they're my friend or like feel bad for that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know if they're going to support me regardless whether they're, you know, supporting me on the day to day or just supporting me by donating or like coming to an event. So I was like, I wanted people to feel called by themselves to show up and do the work. And then it's like whoever pulled up, whoever was willing, um, you know, like let's do the work. And then mm-hmm. what Catherine's about to explain for the actual board board, like the governing board, um, then in that situation I did reach out and ask people that I knew. But in terms of like the founding team, yeah, I just wanted the
0: people that just wanted to show up just because they wanted to so yeah. that was nice i literally like rachel tweeted the event bright like i'm not her best friend i signed up for these <laughs> we, like got the email you know, to figure out where location was we did, like, we did not discuss we did not talk about it at all before I got there. <laughs> um and it was i mean it was really perfect timing for me because i wanted to give my time to an organization but I felt like I wanted to give my time to an organization that did different things, like that wasn't just focused on women or children. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, didn't know that my best friend was about to create the literal organization that I wanted to be a part of. Um, And so we started off with seven um, board members and as we broke out board members and um, like committee leads Mm -hmm. that team grew because not all the committee leads were board board members and vice versa. Um, And then in 2020, Uh, In the middle of a pandemic, Mm -hmm. we launched our membership program. So I believe as of now, we have around low 40 active members, um, and that's including us and the executive uh, leadership team. And it's definitely been a a huge helping having the membership grow throughout Mm -hmm. the years, Mm -hmm. because as our um, team grows, our impact can grow. Um, and what I've noticed is that as we're having more members show up, as they're bringing friends, um, things are really able to operate way more seamlessly than they used to before because, you know, it was just a few of us trying to do a bunch of different things. But now we really, you know, I think the last event that we hosted, we had 15 people mm-hmm. help and the one before that it was even more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the way that you're able to get something done with more people is, is amazing. So that's where we're sitting right now, still mm-hmm. growing. Our membership is open year-round. So if you're listening and would will like to volunteer, um, we'll get the details at the end. But definitely come and learn and join.
1: Yeah. And you said the hardest part.
3: Yes. I mean, I feel like, okay, just even generally having an idea and wanting to execute it, there's a mm-hmm. lot of steps to it. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like you guys are leading an organization that's actually doing really good like work that you can see it's very tangible like results that you're seeing and you're it's part of your like you're giving back to your community Mm -hmm. but even because it's something you naturally want to do there's going to be undeniably like some challenges that you face Mm -hmm. either just setting up an organization or just like the process of giving back i'm sure there's a lot of like different groups that want to participate and help out or maybe just any roadblocks that you faced um and not to dwell on negative i'm just curious as to women who are doing this and I mean, we're in our early 30s here but you clearly started that in your mid to late 20s mm-hmm. like what were the challenges to get this kind of you know off the ground and running
1: Who um you know only if you feel comfortable oh, sharing. Oh, no. No, 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 I feel comfortable. The only reason why I'm thinking so hard is because everything is a challenge to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even want me, want me to be more specific. So. No,
3: it's funny because I, I feel like just oh. even an idea, like you can have yeah. an idea and everyone has ideas. Yeah. So implementation is something yeah. that a lot of people, I struggle with it as well, just in my regular life, but I'm yeah. not even doing any good work. I'm just yeah. So, I'll see that. yeah, so you know what I mean? Like, what would be, I guess, something that you think maybe also, yeah. you know, it could also be something that you struggled with or as a, as a young organization you struggled with, but now it's something that you see as a strength. I mean, something that you've mm-hmm. grown to to enjoy and expect out of the situation and something that's been a teaching
1: moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll reiterate and say everything is challenged. <laughs> <laughs> However, though, I think sometimes just, well, one one part that I think is underestimated is just the working with people Part of it, Um, and and I work with, we have a great team, we have an amazing team, and that's one of the beautiful things that I love about Be Great DC, and not even just the leadership team, but also our membership in general, whether people know each other or meet each other at a community service event, we have, we share an energy of like passion and love for the community that is just constant. and, and with that comes different personalities, different work styles, different communication styles and also your because we're all volunteers and this is not a salary position for any of us, um, we're all dedicating you know what free what little free time we have outside of our regular careers and our family life and all of that. Um, and so you build real relationships with people. Um, and so there's a level of emotional intelligence and energy that you, Expense, as well as when it's a volunteer organization, um, sometimes it's kind of, it's difficult. It's it's difficult in general to ask for help, but in this realm, it's difficult sometimes because you want to challenge people to grow in in their roles, but you also don't want to push people away because whatever amount of work that they have to give is much better than zero percent um mm-hmm. because then all of that comes back to me or comes back to Captain and we're already trying to do like a million things mm-hmm. um so that's been kind of a recurring challenge i almost feel like in the beginning sometimes i feel like the beginning was easier because especially the very beginning like just putting the bonds here together granted it was a lot of work but there were no expectations. Mm -hmm. And so, now that we've been doing so much for so many years, now there are expectations every year, not only for us to be able to do what we did last year, but then to do it better and bigger. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we're going to do in five years and ten years. Sometimes sometimes it's just like, whoa! Like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing today. Basically,
2: basically what she's saying, y'all, is that if y'all remember the first season of Insecure. Oh my God!
3: (laughs) Sean always has a movie (laughs) reference, a TV show (laughs) reference. Okay, let's get to
2: it. No reference. I just oh, to know Captain and Richard both personally and know that they said the same thing. Yeah. But no, nah, I yeah. do think that's dope though. Um one of the things that and it's funny I was just talking about this uh yesterday, about how black people need like institutions to,
1: mm.
2: black people need like institutions to deliver and heal Mm -hmm. and grow and expand. And there's only one other organization I know that runs like Be Great DC, Mm -hmm. like purely based on volunteers Mm -hmm. and that's Wikipedia. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever, yeah, (laughs) but look, I don't know if you ever, and I didn't know until I started working for them, but those pages like that we use during law school or that we use, mm. you didn't ever use...
3: Wikipedia. Wikipedia. You never used Wikipedia. Sean, what are you looking up at Wikipedia?
2: You are definitely looking up um, Supreme Court cases. You
1: know what's oh, interesting? Okay. i just I just... I, <laughs> I just did an article to Kia. Shout out to Kia. Shout out to Howard. Um, like a week or two ago, it was like a research article about why Wikipedia um, should be seen as more of a trusted educational source exactly. and like the debate between... Like, why academics would have keep Wikipedia from being that? That's a whole other conversation. Listen, I'm not even in no, academics, no, no. but it was Listen, very interesting. You all
2: remember being younger and being told, like, Wikipedia isn't a trusted source. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. that's exactly what the whole... It was, like, a yeah. one-page paper. It wasn't even that long,
2: but, now, yeah. Look, I used to work at the Wikimedia Foundation, which was a part of Wikipedia. And it was when I started working there that I first realized, like, oh, shit, this runs off, like, purely a... Thousands of volunteers that are mm-hmm. updating pages, that are like, downloading information, mm-hmm. that are checking sources, yeah. that are making sure that like everything that you're reading is accurate. Yeah. yeah. And it's basically a free encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for some of y'all younger, you know, listeners. But encyclopedias, you <laughs> like, realize that like, you you <laughs> When's the last
1: time, yeah. you, Decimal, was the last time <laughs> you
2: thought about the Dewey Decimal System?
1: I have not. Wikipedia
2: Wikipedia is why we don't think about the dupli decimal system. Whenever we want to look something up and we want to trust that that is what it is, what's the first page that typically pops up? And what's the first page you go to and start looking for... Uh, the last couple movies that Michael B. Jordan did or directed, God or how many uh, Oscars uh, Viola Davis and Angela Bassett? Did. <laughs> you trust Wikipedia? Angela yeah. Bassett
3: did the thing, you know. Right. Like, so, right. like,
2: okay. so when you go to Wikipedia and you read those facts, you like those are the facts. Yeah. That was an encyclopedia, and for an organization like Wikipedia, and be great DC to run off of volunteers. That speaks to the energy. That was another thing I realized working It was, like, people was really excited to work there. Like, mm-hmm. like this is the mm-hmm. energy about being here. And yeah. I think, especially for myself, having been to a few of y'all events, know that like, the energy when you are playing uh, R&B music mm-hmm. while y'all are like giving up groceries to the community, or, like, how you are engaging I don't know people that are actually in the community that appreciate our gifts. Yeah. Um, how they feel about getting it because I think that's mm. a really deep part of service that a lot of organizations miss. Is mm. it's not just about uh, groceries or toiletries or uh, laptops or anything like that. It's about like building community.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You. I forgive me if I if I didn't catch this at the beginning of the conversation, but do you guys? focus on one specific demographic or it's just generally the community young old black people well (laughs) i figured that much i figured that much but children high school kids young old or just anybody in need who is black in the community
0: i mean we have programming for a lot of different demographics within the black community so we have programming for children um working on programming for teens Mm -hmm. we have programming for low-income families we have programming um, for just any black man that wants to come and do yoga for the first time. Um, so we definitely focus on, um, different populations, but the overarching theme is, you know, helping black people in these.
3: Yeah. I feel very Oprah-ish for what I'm about to ask. It's
0: um... <laughs> oh, actually okay, okay, okay. not that bad.
3: <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what my like stage name would be if I ever became a journalist, but I, I would probably spend you. a lot of time talking <laughs> Diana Walters. <laughs> oh, we. I would definitely spend a lot of time talking about myself, not yeah. the person who I'm interviewing. I just have a question. So do you guys work with sponsors or other partners yeah. for some of these they events? All of them. All
1: of them. Oh, not... We're always looking for more. Yeah, yeah always, I was going to say. Always, always,
3: always. always was it more like you guys reaching out at first, or did people start hearing about your organization and reaching out to partner with you guys? And what was that mm-hmm. process like building that partnership, I'm gonna say clientele for lack of a better word.
0: But. Oh yeah, it was for sure um, us kind of pitching ourselves mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Um, but I think what also ended up happening was people who, um, Rachel was already tapped into that had organizations that needed help creating mm-hmm. some kind of some kind of volunteer effort or needed volunteers for something specific um, that was also something that was taking place more so earlier on because earlier on we were more so focused on connecting volunteers to organizations and yeah. so we started having our own community service events where people could come and volunteer with us mm-hmm. um, where the partnership piece comes in um, a lot of the time now is we partner with an organization that can help us get the end goal. So for our Go Groceries program um, that happens quarterly, one of our partners is Martha's Table and they provide uh, produce for us. And so that's one less thing that we have to pay for in that giveaway. Um, Rachel mentioned our um, partnership with NCCF. Um, They are the recipients of the toys and the luggage. So um, partnership now, um looks like us helping um benefit a organization specifically or an organization helping us benefit the larger
1: mm-hmm. yeah and now um people have started reaching out to us like i literally just had a call earlier today with an organization called youth guidance and they focus on um mentorship for young boys and words i think every word except for like five and two or something like that um and so, and they had reached out because one of their directors or whatever saw our Instagram story one day when we were doing one of the drives. So, between the newsletter and social media, um, those things are really important in terms of getting eyes on what we're doing. And so, you just never know. Honestly, you never know who's watching.
3: <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I mean, if I see you guys, like, in the White House or something... <laughs> i will be like, I know them.
0: I feel crazy, <laughs> but also not too crazy. No, I was okay. going to say, I don't think
3: you're that far, far away from maybe Hopefully, getting an invite. Definitely yeah. not. And I think yeah. it's sponsored by, you know, Kamala. <laughs> all right. Oh,
2: okay. listen, all over okay. a take. All would take. One little one picture with Kamala Harris. over. Come <laughs> on, hear from them again. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be gone.
0: We, um, we have been blessed to have some local sponsors so some yeah. events that we have we'll have someone sponsor like a giveaway that we can do um there was this one um business who curated beauty boxes specifically with black owned beauty brands oh wow That's nice. and we used to have um a program called working woman wednesday where one wednesday a month Women would come together and be able to work on things that were personal projects to them. Mm-hmm. Um, this was pre-pandemic, so you know that kind of slowed that down. But the um, the beauty subscription place—I um, don't remember how that connection. It happened. was Kristen. Kristen. know yeah, How? Me, yeah. I think she knew the person that curated the boxes. Yeah. Shout um, out to Kristen. And no, seriously. <laughs> um, and we were able to, you know, put. Um, people onto these black owned brands in DC. So like, you know, you have a free giveaway, if you like it, go spend money with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of what we try to impress upon in sponsorship, especially in local businesses, like in saying like, we have a network and like, you know, if you sponsor something small for us, you never know what that return can look like we would also love the big coins from the bigger companies. But um, I think that where we're at now um, is we're trying to get to a point where we have the program, like Rachel was saying, we have the programming that we can apply for those larger grants. Mm -hmm. Um, And something that we were both pretty dead set on earlier on was that we didn't want to try to go for those grants before we were really prepared to handle them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's one of the last things that you want to do um, that's really good advice, I You would know, say. like, that's one of the last things that we wanted to have on our heads, yeah. is that we got this money, and, you know, we weren't able to do what we wanted to do with it, we weren't set up, we didn't have the infrastructure, but now, we both feel like, where the team is at now, we're definitely ready to.
3: You talk about the infrastructure. Like you don't have the infrastructure yet. Don't I guess a cart before the horse? Is that what is that like a term that you for visiting people use? But did it take you guys like maybe a year or something to get that infrastructure running? Or do you feel like also you guys all know each other's work styles? You kind of know each other, so it's easy to put the pieces together. No. Actually, before before we dive into this, I was just curious what if you if you're comfortable saying like what line of work that you do because I wonder if you pull if you pull in from your experience from work. If it can be translated to the experience leading an organization like this yeah for
0: sure so i work in the nonprofit sector um my company stewards a um, a fund that was established by congress back in the 90s um so i work in nonprofit but not in the like small nonprofit culture i think there's like five or six hundred people at my company um and i am in like the program administration okay Mm -hmm.
1: Um, so I'm a account director at a bipartisan public affairs firm, and so basically what we do is help organizations, corporations, sometimes individuals, nonprofits, um, primarily kind of communicate some of their policy issues and concerns that they care about to people on the Hill, and then we also help them kind of communicate and tell their stories to internal stakeholders like staff, investors, um, things of that nature, so... Do you guys think because
3: you have some managerial experience, mm-hmm. it is easier to manage an organization that you do on the side? Or do you think of anything that might complicate the way that you work with your friends mm-hmm. in an organization I like this? Or I'm just curious. <laughs> <here. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> right, oh. uh, I only <laughs> say, while we well, get to a tangent, let me say what I'm about to say before I lose my thought. <laughs> only because I was talking to a friend of mine who mm-hmm. is an attorney and we were talking about how, we feel like it's difficult as attorneys to manage because sometimes we're so mm-hmm. focused on literally what the language in something says like what is mm-hmm. written down what are the facts and it's hard to understand that like non-legal aspect of managing right so curious if that helps in your in the the work you do you're pulling from those experiences into your into your I, work with the nonprofit. i would
0: say he absolutely helps now what I will also say is that neither one of us were in the positions no, that right now no, we are
1: the Oh, so it could be I one actually didn't the have a job when I started this. Oh wow, okay. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs>
0: straight from the mud.
1: No,
0: I was gonna say. I was gonna say. That's good. That's really interesting. <laughs> so maybe it's the other way around. It's definitely so. What I think and what I often appreciate about Rachel and myself is that because we were in our mid twenties when all of this was beginning, mm. we were individually learning about ourselves but also learning about each other mm. and so Ooh, course, child. we were getting to know ourselves as women yeah. we were getting to know each other again as friends mm-hmm. and getting to know each other as colleagues mm-hmm. and in that i think that we were able to each figure out what our leadership style was mm-hmm. and it's definitely times when we butt heads but I think it's that- time now. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but I also do think that as we've grown in our careers, we've been able to pull from those skills mm-hmm. and incorporate them within our leadership style. Because I think that um, the things that we butt heads over now is way different than what we used to, mm. and I think that we both understand. Um, boundaries now professional boundaries even mm-hmm. and that's another thing with us being best friends because we know each other so well we thought we knew each other so well in all mm-hmm. aspects but we didn't um so i think that it definitely was a like we were learning how to do this as we were going along but i think that now it definitely that de- i mean i pull things um from work into be great dc but i also pull things from Bigger great dc into work yeah um because and I don't know if we ever said this, but Rachel is the president, I'm the vice president. Um, so in like those top seats, there's things that like, we are the decision makers on and we know what should be considered in making those decisions. So now I'm able to understand that there and pull it into work mm. and be a better employee to my boss because I know what things mm. are in
2: the experience. the background music of my girlfriend. <laughs>
0: oh Wait,
3: which one would you be? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Four of <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm just curious. But, um, <laughs> you referenced it me. I wanted to right.
2: uh, kind of rewind a little bit mm-hmm. to ask how are y'all doing?
3: Oh um, wow, that's the
2: yeah.
3: Right in the middle of the scene I was like, right, because I was about to turn from uh, Oprah to Wendy Williams in a second, but yeah, let's get my edits over there. I know. You and like okay. so, so yeah, let's hear from our guests. How are wow. you
0: guys doing? Doing okay. <laughs> um March came and went. Um mm-hmm. March came and went in a way that like I think every year we always do this thing where like, you know, the upcoming year is going to be this and it's going to be that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this year is moving way faster than I anticipated. It moving um i really need to revisit some of the some of the goals and some of the things that i wanted to accomplish this year um because q1 like really snatched me all every kind of way so yeah holding on helpful for the rest of the year
1: yeah i i'm i'm good um i did like in the beginning of the year when january 1 came i was like mm, i'm not ready <laughs> <laughs> I'm really just not there yet. So I kept pushing my New Year start date back or whatever. Um, just because I just had a feeling that I just I just feel like this year is going to require a lot out of me between Be Grade D C and between um, you know, continuing to grow in my day job. So it was like I know what I'm gonna have to push the pedal and right now I don't necessarily have to push the pedal, so it's like I'm trying to take my time into going to that and now it's like getting into pushing the pedal mode. Um but you know, all things considered, I'm blessed. I'm healthy. My rent is paid. Um Ooh, just are And yeah.
3: Well, I will say this: when you guys talk about, we talked about this in one of our earlier episodes about like New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Okay, mine was definitely to lose weight, but I've actually done the opposite, and it is what it is. Girl, it's the still point. the year is still it here. Is what it is. I'm so like, fair. I should have been, I should have been down, and I'm up the pounds I thought I'd be down by. But I've been having fun, so I guess, well, it, exactly. I guess it's like, even, really even. I feel like that's right. Yeah. yeah, but definitely like you're saying, you know, quarter one, it comes and it goes. Yeah. But, you know, we do have a lot more it of this wins. year to live. And um, definitely tell, telling yourselves like day by day, like it's, it's a new day, new mm-hmm. opportunities. Yeah.
2: Co-host, how are you?
3: Yeah. Oh, that was me telling you guys how I'm
1: feeling. Oh. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> how are you doing, Sean?
2: Doing pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. New job.
3: Yes, new job. Congratulations.
2: Like, yes. Uh, new other opportunities. I like, mm-hmm. so like I'm balancing some new stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of balancing that. I like the mm-hmm. idea of um, just meeting people and mm-hmm. then being able to have conversations about where we are in DC as men, yeah. where we are as black like, people, where we are as. Who we are individually so mm-hmm. it's been it's been cool I'm, i mean probably both equally uh anxious and uh excited
0: yeah
1: i feel that heavily um and i say and i feel like Captain will agree with this i say i've been kind of taking a slow ease into the new year but like my slow ease is probably still a lot for <laughs> other people <laughs> so. of course um, right. <laughs> um. <laughs> wait dude
3: do you feel like you have to be busy or have to be doing stuff? Hell no. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's <laughs> what you're saying. Like, like it's still Probably a lot for not. other people. I'm I like... prefer
1: not to be, to be honest. Okay. So one thing about me, because I'm going to take a nap. Good. i going have nothing on the calendar. Okay. Like, no, I don't care about, I don't care about none of that. What I, what I care about is accomplishing the things that I feel like I'm here to do on this earth before I leave this earth. Mm. That's what I care about. So that's where the time crunch kind of comes for me. But it's like, I'm not, I learned in college, not in college, but like, after college, when I started becoming a true, like, young adult woman. I learned to not be trying to keep up with everybody else and what they got going on. And I'm not going to act like I don't still have my moments or whatever. Um, but, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that's what you meant. Like, oh, it's still a lot for other people. Like, you're grinding
3: and you're going hard. And then it's like, to me, no, it's just a lot. I'm, but I'm so you're still doing like
1: more than, like, what is necessary for me to exist. You know what I mean? Like. Why is- I think it's a pandemic, or not? Well, Sorry, maybe that's the wrong word.
3: Endemic? What is it? Oh. It's an issue. Well, I've always been like that, though. No, no, not you. I'm saying like know. the idea of like I think like hustle, is it culture. hustle culture. You know, I'm I have issues with some hus- hustle culture. <laughs> See,
1: I don't. So like hustle yeah. culture is cute, right? But I don't.
3: Hustle. I don't want to say I
1: don't subscribe to hus- hustle culture. I feel like I am naturally in that or whatever. It was that even feels like weird to say. But, like, I've always been just very active and yeah. involved. It's, it's pretty ingrained. In so yeah, it's, it's so it's like, yeah. like yeah. yeah, that's more so what I meant, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. I was going to say. Is it
3: like, I mean, because I feel like when I see on social media, people are like, you must do this. Girl! No. And I'm like, I can't think no, about, no, no. like, I wasn't meant, I don't think I was meant to do this. <laughs> like, say, it wasn't for I will me. I say
2: that sometimes <laughs> I'll be feeling like, you, you kind of have to do that. Now, I do think that yes yeah how people say you should do it but
3: yeah. I think you're also a man and I think men feel like they have to do certain things to be this, the like in society like they have to do certain things and man work, be yeah. the, to be you the know, man know, quote unquote well you guys don't have one it's like every other month so <laughs> no, <laughs> there's, a,
1: there's a men's international month or something like oh, that who made that up is there I know there's a men's
0: health month wait like I men's can like I could
1: be lying I could be lying y'all. I'm a man i have never heard <laughs> about it either message. way the men need to get that together y'all need to know what's going me. on like it's wait do they really need a
3: month oh no you know what you
1: know what though let me tell you about like, so, it every other month <laughs> and i'm gonna circle back to what i was about to say but i just want to say literally like the it was you know women's history month because right after black <laughs> and just, one shout out to black women period shout period
0: women.
1: um and so somebody in my apartment building i was like waiting for my uber and we were just kind of like talking or whatever whatever and he was like joking, and I made a comment like, oh, not on the first day of Women's History Month. And he was like, oh, you don't go there. He was like, do y'all really need a whole month? And I said, sir. Oh, not." Yes, not- he was black. On shame on him. Not becoming fresh off of Black History shame. Month, and you going to talk about. Y'all need a whole shame. month. You're crazy. Anyways. If he had it,
3: a- we wouldn't even have a week. <laughs> <laughs> Get back in the middle. We wouldn't even have it today. We couldn't even have um you couldn't even celebrate it if you were uh, black and a woman black you couldn't get that either if that
1: was up to him so and that's a whole other conversation for another day but let me just reiterate shout out to black women um but i i i do feel like even in my quote-unquote period period of fake rest in q1 um because work is still getting done but i've been having a lot of like i guess foundational conversations with people and just like touching base with people and there's a there's a lot of people that are in my network that i'm sharing energy with that are having a very similar feeling of like they feel like there's a there's a shift coming for them but like everybody is kind of moving with this intention of like building something greater than themselves and so i feel very blessed to kind of be amongst that and to not only be able to share that with people but to be able to watch people in, in their own journey. so I'm I'm very optimistic about like what this year and just the next couple of years are gonna bring.
3: Saturn
1: might be retrograde. Saturn doing something. <laughs> <laughs> doing something.
3: Do you actually follow that stuff? No. My friends
1: yeah. do. so okay, I was like, wait I a just, minute. I like be looking at their tweets or whatever. <laughs> yes. oh, okay. But it's <laughs> the only time
0: I ever know something. Right. Like no. I didn't even realize. Virgos. That. <laughs> 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 to Virgos.
3: Shasta Virgo. She... I do. I, I, do I, I do. I like I like Virgos because of the fair. Like a sagittarius yeah i'm a sagittarius but he's okay. a december sagittarius mm. i actually didn't even understand all this horoscope stuff but i have a friend who's really into it nia if you're listening talking <laughs> about you um she's really into this kind of stuff and she's always like what's the sky's when's the guy's birthday kind of talking about she's like, when's his birthday and she knows all the signs all the feelings about the signs yeah, all the no, thoughts i about that is, that so, that oh. that i at one
0: time was Really? Oh my goodness! What? I, there was, I a, there was a thing Yeah, there were was you there actually was... reading
3: charts and stuff? You know, people actually do that, like moons and
0: this star. Like, so this was like teenagers before I knew about the I charts. Oh, I like, for sure it would be like on the astrology, like zodiac, um, oh, like compatibility. <laughs> oh my god, putting guys like the boys. No, we all and do that. Putting their names in the thing. We all cancer like love. <laughs> <laughs>
3: because we all literally have the same childhood <laughs> no matter where you were like, I mean. in
2: life what it reminds me of is that scene i don't know if y'all seen the movie soul yeah Disney movie. oh yes, yeah, a beautiful
1: I
0: remember
2: movie the, the white man who was like uh he was he oh was he
1: connected. was like yeah he was
2: connected to and black people okay. and that's another <laughs> question but well, he was a white man <laughs>
3: yeah oh, i've never watched salsa <laughs> it's a,
2: it's a beautiful movie you no no, no. It's, it's a really good movie. Movie. it's a
3: disney movie yeah, yeah really is it re- it came out recently uh, uh 2020
2: 2020
3: yeah. okay yeah so
2: anyway there's a part in the movie where they're like he's describing the stars and seasons and blah blah, blah. and then he's like the government calls it six thirty, which <laughs> It's, you know, that's another question for another day. It's not that podcast, <laughs> but what I will say is that what's up with <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were
3: actually just talking about daylight savings before we started recording. Um, only because I feel like this daylight savings oh, has thrown me off. I funny. remember yeah. when I moved to DC and like my first, ship, my first my yeah. first daylight savings was like in the club. I like it was like the fall, oh, wow. fall oh, back, yeah. spring forward. so so like, we fell back in the fall. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, one more hour in the club Right, I was right. It right. was definitely up
0: yeah. until like two
2: years ago. Right. You've never told me this. So <laughs>
3: Your clothes would be like, one more hour! And you stay up until, well, yeah. during the fall, in the fall, when the fall is bad. You
2: told me when you first
3: got here. I mean, it happened a couple of years. <laughs> I am mean, definitely out. Yeah. But, okay, you don't have to say it like that. <laughs> Excuse
2: me no, it. I remember. It, but...
3: Okay, so anyways. <laughs> um, I will say, I feel like springing forward, I've just always been like, whatever, spring forward. Mm-hmm. This spring forward has just thrown me off completely. Mm, completely. And I think it's because the weather was so nice in D.C. in, December, in February that I was like, Feeling like this is how spring should feel, and yeah. then now we're actually warm. We're getting warmer, and the sun is out longer. That I'm like kind of confused.
2: Listen, it's climate change.
3: Oh, Ooh. that as well
0: <laughs> could be that as well because we really did not have a bad winter here. We like, didn't even have snow. We had we, such we, a mild. We haven't in. gotten snow in like. A decade, the like a real, like, real
1: no. yeah. Like, since 2009, close yeah. The whole like, that wait that a minute, what a about the blizzard? That, that was like that 90 something. No, oh, oh, 2015. Was one at 09. No, there was no, no. blizzard in 2015. No, no, no. Guys, oh my God, there was a blizzard in 2015.
0: Girl, we might in
2: 2015.
3: It I grew up in Texas. Oh, no, 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 we got <laughs> <put> three <it at laughs> No, no, you no. don't remember? We didn't have school for like a whole 2015 January 20. No, January no, 2016. No, no. I
1: still don't mean it was a blizzard. 2016.
2: Diana, listen to me. When I tell you the blizzard of You are not going anywhere either. The blizzard of 2009 was a blizzard. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, we didn't school for a week.
3: Okay, well, I will say, we didn't either. But I will say January 2016, United States blizzard is on that's, Wikipedia. That's the <laughs>
2: whole though. Alright, Wikipedia said it was, it
3: was on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Right. You guys, only That's reason the I remember is because it started snowing when I was at brunch, mm-hmm. and then my friend was like, "You need to go pack." It really don't snow at brunch.
1: No more. That's crazy. It was like started snowing brunch, and
3: he was like, "You need to go get some food. You need you need to be prepared." He grew up in like the north, the northeast, like no northwest, mm-hmm. Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest, and he went to school in Maine. So he's like, mm-hmm. "No, you need to be prepared." I was like, "Whatever." Went home, chilled. <laughs> the stores Wait, didn't close. Was I that one? No. How do you know? Because I wasn't
1: a bunch of like. She like, said he grew
3: up in the Northwest. Sure. Okay, it has to be Sean Because I feel like
2: I've said that.
3: Too. Maybe, and I'm never listening because I'm like, whatever. Like, yeah. it's not real. But I remember that because we ran out of food and we had to go to the CVS. Oh, down. you know
1: what? I do remember that because that was right when I got added to the group meet, but I wasn't talking yet. And I remember being in my apartment in Manassas. And I was just like drinking while I to music, like on the floor, like just by myself. <laughs>
3: remember this yes <laughs> and i i oh told me and to my my me and my roommate at the time and our friend who was staying over well actually it's her husband she's now but she's right but um like it was, like, it yeah, was, it was, was and right. all i know is we ran out of we had like a little bit of rice and like stew left and we're like we're gonna starve like at this point it's like day three yeah. we're confused like i didn't realize this was real oh and then so we, we were because my mom yeah. well,
1: like, so helped me dig out my car well it was so bad and then I, I actually have videos
3: of this somewhere probably in my in my uh iCloud but I was like, oh, let's just walk to the CVS. Oh, yeah. I took one step out and I, like, my foot went into the yeah. snow, like deep. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not prepared. So I had to yeah. go back and like layer up. And the CVS was like two blocks away. It took me like wait, 20 wait. minutes. Oh, was
2: gosh. this when, when was this?
3: This was in January
2: 2016. So you lived? I was in Street. No, I was
3: in Van Venice.
2: Oh, damn. <laughs>
3: and i'm like putting my like stomping through the snow and i was goodness. like no thank god there was one up on oh. up up, uh, two blocks up and then we get to the CVS, and we're like oh finally all they had was like frozen pizza oreos wine so we got some of that <laughs> <laughs> and that then like slept so back But all I'm saying is, I was like, yeah, that that blizzard. I was like, I can't live, I can't live in this kind of environment.
1: (laughs) This is not okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's actual factual. But you guys are talking about 20, 2009
2: blizzard.
3: Yeah, 2009,
1: and then the one before that I think was the late 90s, like 98 or something like that. but
2: This like this kind of
0: yeah. We don't, we barely get a drop. Oh yeah, it's a little scary. Like my mom, it was in February and she was like. Oh, thank God, it's so nice out today. I was like, mine shouldn't be this nice. Like, it should be. She was like, okay. I was like, no, really, it should not be this. It was like 70. It was
3: a high 70s. Have yeah. you guys watched like The Day After Tomorrow?
0: Not in a long time. Yeah, though. but you know how
3: it's like everyone's trying to flee down to Mexico and then like in the movie and then they like yeah. close the border. Really? <laughs> I'm not mad at him. <laughs> you weren't talking about that wall. I mean, they're going to block it if we build it. They're going to block it from coming back. No, so. that's,
2: that's right. But I wanted to... uh Pivot the conversation real quick and ask, um, "What are just in terms of anything, but what are your thoughts about what's happening in DC right now? Just mm-hmm. how do you feel about DC <laughs> as a city, the area? Obviously, <clears throat> Diana, having lived here as long as you have, okay. you have plenty of time.
3: I'm a tra- I'm a I'm I'm basically trans- yeah I'm a local now. Right,
2: but we also have people locally. May- yeah. you
3: live? In, so- in Southwest.
2: Why are you she's saying that? She's lived I, all over. I've lived
3: all over now. I live in Southwest, but I feel like when I say that and somebody's like, oh, you live by the, like, near the wharf, and I'm like, well, not
2: quite next
3: I to mean, the wharf. Girl, you live in
1: Southwest. Southwest, you live in Southwest. Southwest. Was,
2: yeah, but she's lived around the city, knows yeah. it well, y'all being from the area. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel about her?
0: i really asking you guys i actually
3: area. want to know just, from you dc folks the ones who have been in the area grew up here born and raised mm-hmm. like what do you think yeah i want to hear it from your perspective because i think mine will obviously sound like a little bit more like i don't know heightened maybe than the things like some things will sound weird or off to me yeah
2: but you guys are you know I might feel. Like
3: i
1: something. mean that's an. Inc- you want to go ahead <sighs> that's a very yeah that's a, that's
0: a very i mean
2: it's well i want well, I, mean, I i make it broad on purpose because i feel like i've met a variety of people especially um through work or through like personal life and there are Mm -hmm. some transplants that i meet i'm always curious as to how they feel Mm -hmm. and like being a transplant like i try to test them but then i also ask transplants that question because i'm curious as to their perspective coming from another place into the city and i just think that um it's i'm always curious as to what people think so whatever y'all
0: or... I mean, so I um my family is originally from New York and we moved down to Northern Virginia when I was about to be five years old. And I think that we came to DC a lot and it always felt very, very, very black. Like mm-hmm. very black. Like my family being from New York, not being to D C that much, but like because we live in Northern Virginia, like they refer referring to Chocolate City and like mm-hmm. this, this and that, like of the few visits that they've had down to the area. Um, so the DC that I felt like I was seeing when I was younger, um, it just felt like community, even if we didn't, you know, like know people from all throughout the city and just felt like, oh, I'm coming to an area where there's a lot of black people. And then, um, when I first started college, I went to Howard. So that gave me a different perspective because now I'm actually living in DC, living like right off of Georgia Avenue, again, super black. But now I'm venturing off and I'm seeing like, oh, parts of the city is it's changing. And there's a lot of people that like moved here that aren't from here. And like, I'm seeing way, way more white people than I'm used to seeing in DC because that's, I'm just going to different parts of DC. And then um, moving away for a few years, few years, and coming back, I almost <laughs> felt like I came back to a different city. Um, and it's—I mean—it's a complicated its a complicated feeling because like the city is getting built up. There's so many things to do. That's great, but I also see so many people um, that have been here for so long being driven out, um, and not really as the the focal point and. I mean, it's, it's just a complex feeling when I think about DC as a whole. I, I love it. I love the city. Um, But some of the things that have happened and the ways that it has changed, it's just, I don't know, it just feels, it feels like it's a lot. And it seems like it was always bound to happen. And maybe because we were just younger, I didn't necessarily see the things were being set up for it to happen that way. Um, but it's I don't know. It's it's almost like sometimes when you live somewhere and then you go away and you come back through looking for it to be what you left. Like. And I feel like this definitely is not
1: that. Big. Um so my parents are from um Chicago and Detroit, and then they they moved to Virginia and had me. Um and I've been in Northeast since twenty seventeen. Um so, so when I first went to DC, I was in Trinidad, and I just moved out of Trinidad last year. Trinidad. <laughs> and, um, I was in a neighborhood where, well, that it was Trinidad, first yeah, and foremost. I love <laughs> first and foremost, but it's a neighborhood that really has a lot of history. Um, and, you know, I have neighbors that. Their families have been there from the 80s and have neighbors that were, you know, our white transplants that have started families there. Um, so just being in that neighborhood and like the Northeast, Ivy City, Noma, H Street area, and just in the past like six, seven years, seeing the growth there has been kind of crazy to see, to literally witness in real time. I'm not talking about like leaving and coming back. I'm talking about you see the construction every day type stuff. Um, the laundromat that I used to go to when I first moved there, on the corner, it was eventually turned into a condo unit, and so I would have to go all the way to Ben and Road because I didn't have a uh, wash and drying unit. I would have to go all the way to ben and Road on East Street or by East Street um, to wash clothes. And so, it's kind of trippy to watch all the, you know, development happen, and um you know, to see in real time people being moved out. But at the same time, I also don't have a car, right? So I'm on foot a lot. I'm in Ubers. I'm on the metro. The metro is probably my main mode of transportation. Um, i walk across the street to the stores to the CVS and stuff like that. most of the people that I encounter are black. Most of the people in my apartment building are black. I go to CVS, everybody black. I go to Giant, everybody black. I go, um, to most of the places I frequent. And there's still a very large black community. And so I feel like when we have the conversation about gentrification, too many people are so caught up in the gentrification that we, we forget about the black people that are still here in the black community and the black culture that are still thriving. Um, and so I try to focus my energy more so on uplifting that than being mad about the development because at the end of the day, the the development was already going to happen. The development was in plan years before I got to the city. Like this, it doesn't just happen overnight. Um, and so it's like, I can't to an extent, um, like necessarily, I don't want to say lose sleep, but like I can't waste too much energy on that. I would rather just invest in the people that I want to see thrive in the city.
2: Yeah. What
3: about you, Sean?
2: Oh, I can. Thank you. I'm <laughs> sure you can. I can go you know, I can give a lecture. <laughs> but no, I'll just say that uh, I have a very, very interesting an relationship, and I think that from all that I've seen,
1: it really. Yeah.
2: I sure. was on being on phone still tripped me out. Like, what? <laughs> but I'm also appreciative of it being very even the mayoral race. It's not mm-hmm. like we like, oh well, we're gonna support the black. Right, right, I think right.
1: right. I <laughs> minute, yeah, yeah,
2: Every person running for mayor, seriously, that is going to get any votes is black. Right. So, I feel like I'm living in Wakanda. Yeah. But I'm also (laughs) Yeah. But But I'm being real,
1: though. No, okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I feel like I'm living in Wakanda, but it just, it's like, you know, uh, we're trying to figure things out. In the midst of and
1: in yeah. The,
2: money, the, bread, the land, the property, the rename, all that
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, damn, what was I gonna say? <laughs> oh Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> oh, so your point about how like people are moving and we're kind of playing catch up. That's the one thing that I do think about in terms of the demographic shifting. Because while we do have a very, a very strong Black community and also a very strong affluent Black community just in the D.M.V. in general, when we talk about this, this transition of more, um, you know, white people or more people from other areas coming into D.C., these they're not just coming to D.C. temporarily. Like a lot of them are starting to settle down in the city. And so we can have kids. And so when you think about, um, you know, we're having these conversations about D.C. statehood and all of that. Um, there's, there are more families that are going to be, that are going to start becoming more involved in our political system. And so it's important for us now to be trying to proactively. Get people engaged, um, get people to understand, and, and to your point, not take it for granted that everybody running for mayor is black. Because tomorrow that could change. Um, we gonna look up, and it's gonna it's gonna look real different. And so we need to be prepared for that. <laughs> um, but then also to so your other point, when other people come here from like other cities and states, uh, people I've, I've heard people acknowledge that like they'll go to an event and they're like damn, like so many young black people here. Like I love coming to DC because so many young black professionals and blah blah. Um, and I feel like that's something that we also take for granted. The young so,
2: professionals are out.
1: We're we're outside.
2: We're outside. <laughs> like I was outside yesterday, the first day of spring. Kind yeah, of we
0: outside. We
2: outside. Right. I the fifth and K bus boys. Was,
0: yeah. <laughs> I do wonder what that looks like in other metropolitan areas mm-hmm. because my whole young professional life has been here in mm-hmm. DC, so I often wonder like. He said yeah we take that for granted that there's so many
1: yeah. of us here and dc is so so much physically smaller than yes. a lot of other states and cities so we're also just more heavily concentrated mm-hmm. and not as spread out um as other places so you can see it more
2: how do you
3: feel like my like grievances towards dc are like so superficial compared to you guys <laughs> like i don't like the bike <laughs> <lanes. us> <laughs> Yeah. I, like, don't like that we have a lot of bike lanes these days. Like, like, it's irritating you me. It. Yeah, like, <laughs> I... I mean, to
1: be fair, my people were getting clips on these bikes. Like, we yeah. were dying on these bikes from getting hit by cars. Yeah, and see, I feel bad because I still don't like those <laughs>
3: bike lanes. Like, listen, I mean, this is <laughs> your truth, but I also feel like it's one of those things where, like, the mayor is like, oh, let's put more bike lanes. But it's like, where are these bike lanes? Right, yeah. like, don't take a whole street of parking for a bike bike lane lane. right so that's like the superficial shit though like I don't like about the city I think what concerns me what I will say because obviously I moved here and like I came for school and I definitely think it is a tale of two cities like I mean even just being across the bridge across the bridge quote-unquote like southeast southwest Mm -hmm. like it is definitely sometimes less developed yeah. Then the rest of DC, I mean, I know like around like the Anacostia Metro, like Arts Center, they're mm-hmm. like trying to build some new homes or some condos there. I don't know if that's gonna really revitalize the community or not. But um I feel honestly like I I think I just recently I've been really concerned about the what the city is doing, I guess, to to shepherd the, the youth, like the children. Mm-hmm. And that's why I guess I was also asking you guys earlier when we were talking about like, be great. Like, do you guys focus on a specific de- demographic? Like, I actually, I mean, I understand like catering towards the black population, but I was also curious if it's like also catered towards children. Cause I feel like you hear a lot of negative things about the young kids in yeah. DC and they're yeah. the ones who are committing most of the crime. And then it's like, okay, well, there's clearly an issue there outside of the crime. Crime is like a result mm-hmm. of an underlying issue. And yeah. so I feel like the city doesn't focus on their children, on their young population as much as should and it's a pretty big population and there's like not a lot of opportunities for them so then i think like if i wanted to raise my kids here like i want to be in the dc city limits right but like would i have the same resources for my children that i could get outside of the city limits or just across the across the the boundary like if i just you know move people move to maryland and northern virginia Mm because they want a better safety and better opportunities for their kids that's like the thing i think about now too like when i was a kid i had so many options but i was also in the suburbs mm. like I, and I had the reason if i did it, my mom found it through church or she found it through like after school programs but they're just options yeah and like, we, yeah well brisco
2: okay.
3: <laughs> oh my god anybody heard that was, they would be like what shut up <laughs> <laughs> it's like There's suburbia but funny.
0: Funny. no but
3: but Plano, Plano, Frisco, but um, yeah, I feel like that, like that. Those are the like my feelings have felt more strongly about like what is this, what is this city doing for its younger population?
2: That's a real question. Are the
3: schools like you know, are the do schools even have resources? I mean, like I just I don't know. It's something I never thought. You know, you would think like obviously I I was born in another country, but I grew up here. Mm-hmm. I grew up, I went, I did all my education here, with the exception of my kindergarten. I did kindergarten in another country, but like where I come from, which is I was born in Kenya, but where I come from, like education is even to this day like not even it's some people just never make it past eighth grade. Some people just never go to school in general because there's yeah. so many costs associated with it. Even if it's free, the tuition is free. Like, you need a uniform, you need like money to even transport yourself somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like school for some of these kids, it's like an escape. But then here, when I think about DC schools, I'm like, these kids don't even have options or opportunities, or just they, like, you go to school, the school's not teaching you well, or they don't have the resources to provide you with like a well rounded education, and then you're just like, you don't have
2: options. Yeah.
1: Well, one, shout out to DC uh, school teachers. Okay. Yes. We love you yeah, Um, uh,
3: I will say, I do yes. feel like a lot of young, young black professionals also do start Steve. off. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Like oh, Steve is one of our, our previous guests on the podcast and he's a teacher. Um, but I feel like there's definitely people who want to pour into their community that way and I also meet a lot of people who said they did like Teach for America for two years after they graduated college and then they go back, I mean you're shaking your head, but it's an opportunity to get that education. It is an opportunity, education. but you know, but, it don't
2: hit like this
3: is, this Well, if they're black, I think it, it's a, it you need to see that representation, you
2: need to, you need to see that I honestly,
3: when I think about it, I also grew up in a, in a city where it's predominantly white, so maybe like statistically mm. I wouldn't see black teachers. But it's nice to also see teachers of color and then you see a representation oh of my, the my teachers. You see. So, are you saying it's a bad thing? or a good uh, thing? Uh, <laughs> Shout out
2: to More Elementary. I have school,
3: so. Oh, don't, please. But
2: copyright issues. Of really, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, shout out to uh, Dr. Kyle. I had a principal, literally, we were more Cougars. We used to have. I don't think I ever really told you. We were the more cougars and we used to post assemblies and we'd be like, are there, any over here? <laughs> <laughs> are there any cougars over
0: here?
2: Are there any cougars in the middle?
3: So I was like, scream! <laughs> <We all> <laughs> like I
2: had all black teachers. Yeah. this um, Wood, Mr. Halliburton, Mr. Spradley. like he had a black man. I was in third grade. Hosted it mm-hmm. but basically, there was representation. Yeah, I think that that piece mm-hmm. is really important. But to your point, we're not really it it. I mean, there's a lot of conversation about charter school versus yeah. uh, public schools, mm-hmm. and then we can get at the previous mayors and all of that. But like all in all, I think that obviously, we know the city is. I'm never going back there. <sighs> I just said that. So I can't. I went once, so I've never been back. We're
3: going. Maybe somebody out there is excited
2: about But just festivals in general, or, you know, there's a new, I don't know, sweet green by your apartment.
3: Man, remember I used to stay at Sweet Green? I've not had a Sweet Green salad bowl in over a
0: Yeah,
2: I can go for some sweet. Actually, there's one day
0: I will say because my office is right next (laughs) to to (laughs) I was always in chapter.
3: Oh, I (laughs) just (laughs) love. Yeah,
1: I Not really. no
3: Sean when we did uh, that job when we were doing the, um, the bar the bar prep like we were selling those bar prep memberships remember that uh, the, our boss whatever he whatever he was he would give us the chop salads. but he yeah. would never give us an option of sweet green or chop and he used to scare yeah. me so when he was like I'm getting a chop salad you want one yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just didn't even argue <laughs> yeah, chop
2: just, they, it just I mean we love you no. chop. we appreciate you but like
3: there's one time in law school I went to Sweetgreen, like, three or four times that week, and then, like, at the end of the week, I walked in, and I saw the same person who'd been serving me, like, every day, and I looked at her, and I said, I can't do it, I'll be back tomorrow. No,
1: <laughs> I used to go to the Moms Organic a lot in Ivy City when I still lived in Trinidad, and it got to the point where I would go to, like the, um, like, the food bar that they have and get lunch or whatever after I work out, and so it got to the point where... Um, one of the girls working here. One time, she was like, "Okay, see you tomorrow." I said, "You know, oh, like, no, I can't <laughs> go back. <laughs> got to get some space." I said, "Wait a minute, that's too <laughs> much."
2: <laughs> hold, up, hold up, hold up. First of all, let's let's. We were sweet they're from DC.
0: Oh, oh, it was I didn't know that. okay.
2: Yeah, I thought oh. I remember that. Day when oh, you know, that's I interesting.
1: To okay. Yeah, okay. You know? okay. But multitask. Yeah, I got okay. multitask,
2: but they were Georgetown students.
1: Oh wow, oh, wow. wow. That's, that's interesting. It's wow. a lot. Okay. All <laughs> right, you're reaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Time it in here. <laughs> 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 I'm
3: trying to tie it in to the youth growing up here in Portland. But I did,
1: I, did have, I did have a response to which um, oh, yeah. Sean was saying about that. So, like, my take on that is, yes, it is. It's very disheartening to see the news around, um, you know, what the youth are going through in our city. My response to that, but like many things, my response to that is that it's not, in my opinion, it's not enough to just want to hold the city accountable because it's a community. You know what I mean? Like communities raise children. So we have to hold each other, the adults have to hold each other accountable and not just the parents, but like the people around the parents and also not just the parents, but also like the organizations and institutions because they need sustenance. They need support. And so to me, we talk about the race of crime. Like crime is a reflection of poverty or lack of resources. And so it's not enough to just be like, Oh, we need this program, we need this program. Like people need to be healthy. People need to go to school without being hungry. People need to, um, you know, feel like they have peace of mind when they go to sleep. People need to feel comfortable existing. Um, And I think that if everybody could stop trying to point fingers on who to blame and if we could just kind of find how we can contribute to solving problems, um, you know, we could do a lot more for the community. And so that's part of what, that's why Be Great DC exists, to help us solve problems by just pouring into the community and creating and building, you know, strong, healthy, resilient communities.
2: What's the what's the what's the, what's, the, what's the uh the email address the cash app <laughs> the, the contact for for <laughs> be great? <laughs> yeah, the Instagram
1: we're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um yeah, all of that at Be Our email is reach at gmail dot com and our website is b dot org. Something
0: I wanted to add on. Is also important, which is why I'm so happy to see that it's a lot of transplants that are part of our organization. Mm-hmm. You move to a community, you also should be pouring into that community. Right. If you're not a part of it. right. Um, so I think that that's something that a lot of people that move to an area don't always consider. Um, but especially a city like DC, you know, if you're, if you're living here, if you're Uh,
2: an organization. Mike, you think I have one comment I wanted to get off. I feel like now is the time for it. <laughs> I am very happy. Um appreciate it. you all. Um I also wanna shout out Tony Lewis being free. Yeah. That's really important. Uh for context not necessarily know who Tony Lewis is, he, uh, whether well, it's a Tony Lewis Sr. and Tony Lewis senior was, uh, he, uh, during the 80s and 90s, as being part of the, um, uh, criminal infrastructure, um, uh, pervaded the 80s and then some of the 90s, and has been in prison really since been doing a lot of work in the re entry of uh individuals who were incarcerated to re enter society and get jobs and kind of just come back to a home that as we noted before just looks different. And um his dad, Tony Lewis Senior, um, was finally freed last week, I think
0: yes. last week.
2: He um, he's literally been in jail all the time Lewis. pictures you know, like well, maybe, you know the hardest part. that's an important thing um mm-hmm. that's an important part of the culture of dc that i think um sometimes gets lost um and i just wanted to, to shout that out but also of course i wanted to shout out the great dc captain and for uh being a part of the podcast. Sure? yeah thank
1: Absolutely. you
2: We are putting out a playlist called For the Ladies.
1: Come on,
2: playlist. We love a playlist. To carry on the spirit (laughs) of women's history.
3: No, I just really wanted to say thank you to everyone who participated today. (laughs) For you (laughs) ladies who came and joined us and talked about your organization. I definitely think it's inspiring um, to hear that the work you guys are doing, you feel like it's fulfilling enough. And it's also something you guys decided you wanted to do because You wanted to do it, like it wasn't because you wanted it on your resume, you want to network, it's generally because you want to give back to people in the community that you grew up in. And I appreciate that, it's very inspiring. So, thank you for sharing with us today. Oh, yeah, thank no, you.
2: They, be, they, be, they be for real, they be in the middle of East. Like, <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> I feel y'all, but I'm gonna
1: catch y'all later. <laughs> but, I feel you, but you know, you gotta,
2: you gotta listen, southeast. you
1: gotta meet the people where they are, that's not the are. Seeing people at the events that we like give our stuff to, and just hearing them say thank you, or just smile. oh, like God bless you, like that's my favorite part. Man. Every time, and sometimes those mornings be stressful oh, for I me. Think, oh my God! But it's those mornings. It's like okay, we, I got, we can keep doing this. <laughs> uh, but, yeah.
2: So, what are y'all looking forward to? About y'all? Mm-hmm. What are y'all looking forward to? What's one thing I'm looking forward to for this year? And then just shout out to y'all, Cash. And
1: like looking forward to in general, yeah. Just I'm looking like, forward to travel.
2: Looking forward to travel.
0: I'm looking forward to the concerts that I'm going to mm. this year for sure. Shout out, Yeah, shout out to, yeah, yeah, shout to, out to her. To
1: her.
0: Yeah.
1: we gonna get Ari to pop at, at an event one day, one eventually. Day. <laughs> oh, you
3: know, I'm looking forward to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh it you know, is also as well
3: lucky i'll see y'all soon <laughs> i mean, that's like that's literally like it's gonna be culminating to that to that moment no but so. for real so it's i mean to be real. yeah i really do need to go to the gym because she can't <laughs> see me like this i've said that before Stop. i've said that before she can't look in the crowd and look at me and say sis what happened i can't so we gotta get it together before august but of that's course so weird. also obviously like hopefully there's growth in other aspects <laughs> of my life <laughs> So, oh, yeah, <laughs> what are you looking forward to?
2: I'm looking forward to I'm going to into existence. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Afro this year.
3: Oh, okay. Yes,
2: sir. This year. So, we appreciate y'all for being part of the meeting
0: room. I'm Shane.
1: I'm Diana.
0: i y'all later. Peace.